Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Andrew Pajes, your host, and you guys are listening to the Pajes Podcast. This podcast is made especially for you, genuine experiences, genuine people, and a genuine me, guys. Guys, I made this podcast to inspire you guys, to motivate you guys to love yourselves, to confide in your truths, to confide in your journeys, and to be unapologetically you. All right, guys, love yourselves no matter what, no matter what hole you're in, no matter what you're doing in life, like love yourselves. And this podcast is to help you do so. So without further ado, we have a special guest this evening or this episode. Um, Now, every episode is special, but what makes this one different is that they're going to be running the show. Usually I'm the one running a show with another co-host or just myself and talking about self-development and other topics that you guys would like to hear. This time it's going to be them too. Those two are going to be called, going to be called, their names are going to be Cody and Parsa. You'll, you'll hear about them later into the podcast. Um, and two days ago, I put up a poll on my Instagram and you guys answered it with a variety of answers of what you guys want to hear in my podcast. So I decided to pick three for today. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get through more as the weeks progress. But this time we're going to be talking about adulting. Landing on the moon, well, the conspiracy about landing on the moon, if we did, if we did not, and then what happens after college. And so they're going to talk about those three in their own personalities, their own perspectives, and hopefully you guys will get something out of it. Um, like I said, this podcast is made for you guys to love your journeys, to gain these perspectives that I bring onto the show, and to mold them into whatever your journey is and to help motivate you and guide you through yours. So guys, hope you guys enjoy um, if you guys have any ideas for my podcast, if you guys want to join my podcast, if you guys want to give some feedback to my podcast, because I really love feedback, um, send it my way. My Instagram is at Aloha Paz, A-L-O-H-A-P-A-J-E-S. And yeah, you guys should be good. So hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Let's go. Where do you put it? I don't know. You want us to mic check? Hello. Hey, Andrew. How are you on? How are you oh. doing? Hello, Andrew. Uh, mic check. One, two, three. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Parsa. And you are? And I'm Cody. Oh, hey, Cody. Hello. How are you? Uh, this is bad already. <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> no, it's, it's supposed to be authentic, you know? All right. It's authentic. Um, no, but seriously, I'm Cody. Uh, I... <laughs> I... I... Uh, I'm was this a good idea? I don't even know. This was a horrible okay, idea. I'm right, here. I'm, I'm here at Andrew's request, because um, he thinks I'm cool. No, no one no, thinks but that. No. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I met Andrew at DBC uh, as well before he was president. Back mm-hmm. as just little little Andrew. He was just a committee head. Yeah, know. he was just a committee head. You know, just a committee head. Uh, and now I will be heading to Chicago. In the fall to freeze mm. for four years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I'm here with with Parsa, who was also who's that was at DVC. Oh yeah, yeah, I was at DVC. Um, now I got accepted to Berkeley Architecture, um, so I'm gonna go there and study architecture for a couple years, and then do some business afterwards, and then some real estate. And, and we'll we'll get into that later. Okay, you know. Okay, so today? so today we are going to be talking about Oof. three topics that I believe were submitted on Andrew's Instagram page, if I'm correct. What a day. Um, those, so we're going to be talking about adulting. So, you know, we're going to talk about what it's like to be an adult, what is an adult, and like kind of that whole area. Uh, we're going to be talking mm. about the moon landing and whether it was real or not. I don't know who put that one in there, but (laughs) now I'm kidding. Good question. Uh, And we're also going to be talking about um, college, but more specifically what happens after college. And we're going to be kind of talking about, you know, our stories when it comes to that and how we, I guess, got to where we are and where we're going to go after that. Is it college like DVC college or like university? We are going to be talking actually about both. So, you know, like we were, we were both at DVC now what are we doing and after mm. that what are our plans you know if we even have any right if they're concrete yeah, if what, we're kind of what open are to plans what exactly plan? what are plans you know everything <laughs> is subjective <laughs> everything is what we make it everything is what we want it to be there we go right um i'm just saying i don't have plans that's 
that's good, you know? <laughs> Fluidity, right? You know? Right. Nothing wrong with it, right? Go with the flow. That's totally what I meant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're a total go with the flow type of guy. Yes. That's 100% your personality. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows Barca, they might know the truth of that. Okay, so I guess we'll start with. Um, I guess I'll ask you. All right. What, in your opinion, and this is all opinions, and mm. you know, um, what does it mean to be an adult? Well, what is an adult, Cody? What do you want an adult to be? Is it that... That's what it's asking. What What do you think <laughs> qualifies someone as an adult? <laughs> so Andrew's just sitting in the back <laughs> laughing. <laughs> All right. Um, well, is it that when you start to act mature or is it that when you start taking responsibility? What, what do you What do you think? That's what the, I... No, that's what yeah. I'm asking you. Yeah, I, I think um, being an adult is when you realize that the world is I don't know what is an adult <laughs> what the hell is an adult that the world is <laughs> it's like filled with responsibilities and stuff so so you're saying being adult is when you realize it's filled with responsibilities or when adult? you or when you actually like you could learn say, to like take on those responsibilities you could say you're an adult after the age of like 21 or 18 or you could say being an adult is when you realize certain things, or being an adult is just subjective. Uh, well, the, like, the whole thing is subjective. Yeah, the whole, just like there's no definition. I mean, you can technically say in certain countries by legality that you know someone's like an adult to 18, mm. but that's only insofar as like you know legally. Right. But if you base it off of like you know some of the old school definitions of being an adult, which is when you move out of your parents' home and have your own place and your own job and your own family then being an adult could be 30 or 40 you know mm, mm. so it's really just subjective it's, you know yeah. different cultures have different ideas of when you become an adult well, how about this when I think I became an adult is when uh, I went to college like DVC and then I started to kind of become more independent and I became Kind of more aware of my responsibilities, and I started to take care of other people instead of other people taking care of me. Um, mm -hmm. Like that's where I would say I became an adult. Okay, so like, what about? Uh, so you know, some some science would say that our brains don't really stop developing until twenty four, twenty five. So would you say you're an adult now, or would you say? that once you hit that age and your your brain everything kind of stops developing for the most part that mm. you'd become an adult could you say could you use that as a definition yeah yeah I mean you could or you, you just say like you became an adult whenever like you think you became an adult and then at 25 it's just your brain stopped improving as an adult still well do we think it stopped improving or it, the actual brain changing, itself stopped changing. developing I mean obviously right. you can still improve yourself over time you know it's at 25 and that's it you know mm -hmm. like you're always going to learn new stuff yeah very true but, very true. but yeah. like the flexibility of your brain is right more, it, it, yeah. it becomes much harder you're more rigid you're more structured but I guess you're still an adult when that happens right I mean that's that's what yeah. we're talking about like are you are you not People. what makes you an adult sure. I mean some cultures it's like you know, adulthood comes when you have certain, like, when you, essentially when you hit, like, puberty, you know? Right. And you start to, like, develop um, in that way, like, sexually or whatever the case, mm -hmm. and that is you becoming an adult, mm, you know? But again, if you go, like, further back, especially in, like, American cultures, it's this whole idea of, like, you're an adult after you, like, go to college and after you finally move out and have your own mm -hmm. home, but that's becoming much less attainable today because it's more expensive, mm -hmm. especially around here in the Bay Area, you know, oh, it's like, oh, oh God. <laughs> you know, you like, you like move out, you get a good job and you're like, oh, I still have to have like three roommates, you know, uh -huh. just to survive. Yeah. So now this whole idea and, and it's, it's shifting, it's becoming something completely different mm -hmm. because if you're basing it off that, then all of a sudden you're not an adult till who knows when, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So does our idea of an adult change? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, but I wonder what other people are thinking. Um, I don't know. But that's the thing. is like everyone can mm. have a different idea of what that means. And 
none of it's really wrong. It's just our own subjective idea. Okay. Something you know? to think about. All right, next yeah. question. Um, well, we kind of covered it a little bit, but we talked about essentially, you know, does the word adult carry different meanings in different cultures? Even like, you know, your culture compared yeah, like, to maybe my culture. Like you know? I know Japan's uh, legal age is like 16, right? But again, are we talking about legal age or are we talking about what we think it's being an adult? Well, that's what yeah. that's what legally says. You're an adult at this point. You can, you know, in America at 18, you can, you know, mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes and do all kinds of 18-year-old things. You can buy lottery tickets. I don't know. You can do, you know, you can right. like do certain things. Right. But does that, does that necessarily mean you're an adult? Yeah. It all depends how you define an adult. Ex- exactly. So exactly. How you yeah. define it is just different. Um, for, yeah, just for me, it's like when you realize like the responsibilities and you become independent. So I guess for right. me, right? And 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 I and I I would you know tend to agree that being an adult is when you're truly able to kind of live independently of your family. But like, I mean, you still you have that relationship with your family, but it's like as a your own entity. You know, you have your own family, or you have your own, you know, hmm. life. Not life, but your own. Your own yeah. yeah, makes sense. Because then you're someone else's parent, you know, so. Yeah, and that's scary. Yeah. It's horrifying. <laughs> well, I think everyone thinks that, and then they do just fine, so. Dude, having kids, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, one day you'll have to imagine it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be fine. You think? Yeah. I don't think. I have faith in you. Thanks, Cody. Just treat it like an architecture project. You've no, I'm kidding. Actually, <laughs> don't be that stupid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So we're gonna move on to the last question in adulting, which is when, and we'll get specifically here. When did you become an adult? When do you think you became an adult? Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Twenty-four. Congratulations, hours you're a new adult. Thank you. How's it feel? Uh, uh weird. Weird. Yeah. So it's weird to be an adult. Feels like I have responsibilities now. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. But serious note, yeah, like before before college started, D V C before D V C So you were an adult before? No, I became an adult. When before. you started college. Yeah. Yeah. That's like about the time. Okay. When was that? Uh three years ago. So you were eighteen? Eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, so right at right 19, at eighteen. You felt like you were an adult. Okay. Nineteen. How about you? Uh, so for me, at the time when I was younger, I was like, oh, yes, I'm an adult. Like, I can, you know, I can do whatever I want. Uh, but looking back, that was definitely not the case. Um, <laughs> for me, I'd say it was more around, like, 21, 22, mm-hmm. uh, when I, because I was in the military. Right. I know you know this, but. Right. Um, and yeah, so. the audience. Yes. You were in the military uh, yes, for how many years? A little over three years. Wow. Um, and so once I kind of like went through that whole process of like becoming or joining the military and going through training and then like, you know, I was, I was stationed in Germany. So when I went overseas, like at that point I started to feel more like an adult, but like, it's still like, because at the time you think that you've matured as much as you can or that you think you're going to, mm-hmm. but as you progress forward, you're like, oh wow, I was really immature, even though I thought I was mature. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, I feel like becoming an adult was at the point where you realize you become very like introspective of yourself and you like realize oh like I actually have a lot of growth to be done you know I was I'm not as mature as I think I am or I'm responsible or I wasn't at that time and you know you're not trying to like fight all that and just you know kind of like um I'm gonna steal this phrase from someone but you you own your truth you know yeah you know very true your truth is different from like people do like something Andrew always says you reminded me of this like Andrew always says, like your truth is is. Uh, what do you say, Andrew? <laughs> your truth is what? My truth is what? No, you say like people have different truths. Oh yeah. Everyone, yeah. No, every I mean, but. Exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone has. I mean, that's Never. the thing. Yeah, everyone has their own their story, story and path. Yeah. And like everyone can have like a different perspective on things, but that doesn't mean any of them are wrong. You know. Uh-huh. Like you and I have, for instance, have can have a different perspective on being an adult. That doesn't mean either either of us is wrong. It just means we're different. But that doesn't mean yeah. we should like hate each other because we're different. Right, right. Different you paths. Know? Yeah. Dude, that's something I've been thinking about recently. Like how we all have different paths and different goals and how a lot of people 
tend to want to look at other people's paths and compare themselves right. and how I just realized how that sometimes can hurt you um, it usually does yeah yeah or hurt someone else yeah so some of my dad always says um, just have your own path look at your own path and and try your best in that as long as you path. get to whatever you're trying to get to and you don't hurt anyone along the way or whatever like right, right. what's wrong with it you know yeah and uh, fill uh, fill your surroundings with people that help you get there and um, they don't bring you down or hurt you in any way exactly it's very important too there's more than one way to get there you know right it's been proven yeah, yeah. time and time again definitely all right anyway so now we're going to move on to something i guess you could say a little bit lighter uh <laughs> so the moon landing Ooh. Ooh, yeah i know Ooh. play the twilight twilight zone <laughs> music um so what is your opinion on the conspiracy theory that we never actually landed on the moon it's all fake you think it's fake? It's so fake. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. uh, of course it's not fake. It's the moon, and we're going to the Mars in 2020. You think we couldn't go to the moon? You think we're going to Mars next year? Yeah, that's what Elon Musk promised. Oh, my God. Come on. Elon <laughs> Musk also did a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's probably going to be late again, probably like 2021 or something. Um, based off Tesla, it's probably going to be 2025. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Maybe they'll eventually make a profit, you know? No, but yeah, I think I think it was real, and I watched some YouTube videos. They explain like, um, I mean, it's not credible enough to like <laughs> say as proof, but you know, they they said uh, how all these conspiracy theories of how like the flag didn't flop around because like um, like it's fake or something. Like there's no air, and it explained yeah. that the 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 uh, oh, some people said because there are no stars in the background. Then it means it's inside of a studio or something, and the video showed why there are no stars, and because of the reflection of the fr- uh, of the sun from the moon, uh, all the stars kind of get faded away, just like how it is in Earth. Plus, and it was like a video camera from this, like the 1960s or whatever. Right, so it was really it's not old. like we had you know 4K, 1080p like yeah, yeah. quality. You know, like try taking a photo of the stars with your phone even yeah even with an iPhone you can't get yeah. the stars uh, well, up there well first of all iPhones oh and my Android god that's not the question are pretty equal now Just oh yeah. they're equal now yes wow I never expected that yep okay okay galaxies are a little better but you know oh my god <laughs> I'm kidding but yeah okay what do you think moon landing so I will agree with you that I think it actually happened um because I mean even if you like I mean whatever you want to say about what mm-hmm. happened in space mm-hmm. you can't just like fake a rocket taking off right the, yeah. like you can't wait like, where to go you know like special it went, effects weren't yeah. that good yeah. like it went some like people were there like you know it went somewhere you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um people could witness it that that took off you know right um i do think it's odd that we've never gone back um because why not you know we sent probes and robots there right but why haven't we sent astronauts back I guess it's just not worth it to them because there's no money involved anymore. We we took all the samples well, we wanted. We did all the research that humans ha- like the research that there had to be humans there. We already mm-hmm. done all those and yeah, but like what? So you're saying a NASA budget has been going down every year, and so well, it's just at some point it's just not worth it. Well, anymore. yeah, I mean the science scientific budget in general, especially nowadays, because so much of of you know money for research is given that's given by organizations is given to it's very it's how do I it's very like you know biased it's like here we'll give you this money but this is what we want you to say on like tv you know right right. and so that's the other issue too but i mean like yes there's no i mean for research purposes but do you think there's a viable reason to have some sort of like settlement on the moon like a moon base yeah because you know if we could kind of i mean i don't know how viable that would be Mm -hmm. um but do you think it would be beneficial anyway? You know, maybe we could have some sort of something there that we could... I mean, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with what we could do from the moon, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could do research, um, see, practice um, living on on other worlds uh, before going to somewhere really right. far yeah, where we can't even like come Mars. back. And, like well, some... Mars and other moons, other moons of, like, there's a... This moon uh, around Jupiter, 
and they say there's water. Is that Titan? There and Titan, I think. Titan? I think so. Yeah. I think that's Titan. There's water underneath. Um, it's like it's livable. Yeah, because they can see like the um, like the outlines of the the riverbeds or whatever. Right. Something like right. that from the satellite yeah. images. Um. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, like it would be interesting um, for research living on the moon. Like, why exactly. Not? Like, yeah. Yeah, like NASA gets billions of dollars every year to spend like a quarter of it on that. Yeah, I guess we'll see, you know? Okay. Um, but let's say hypothetically that the moon landing was fake. Mm-hmm. What, like, what would that mean for us, you know? Even like, we can you know talk about it personally or like the world or civilization society moving forward how would it have affected like from when it happened until now you know well i know russia ussr and uh, america were on a race for that space race yeah and because america quote-unquote won the race yeah um in the hypothetical situation um then if it well, are you saying like if it if it didn't happen, like if it was uh, faked, yes, if it was faked. I mean, do we know it was faked in this hypothetical question? In the hypo- yeah, in the hypothetical situation, we are assuming we we know it's fake. Oh, uh, hypothetically. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess they'd be too late now. Like, what what are they gonna do? So it was fake. Like, so what? <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, no one's gonna. But like, care okay, anymore. let's say no. But yeah, I mean, no one would care. Mm. But you know, what does that say for us as a country and our integrity, or our scientific integrity, especially? You know, honestly, I don't think anyone cares anymore. Scientists would. I mean, all of a sudden, that discredits everything that we've ever said. That's true. Because that's true. oh, if we lied about landing on the moon, what else did we, you know, fabricate? Mm. Then all of a sudden, you start questioning other things too like why did we go have go to war with certain countries why did we you know do this you know true yeah I don't know um, I mean we don't know that that would happen because you can I mean it's all hypothetical you have no way we can never predict we can make a you know, like kind of like an assumption or a guess you know but let's say if people found out it was fake right after the launch how about that that would I would say that would probably have less implication because is it less? Yeah. Because even though I get what you're saying because it happened so long ago. Mm. But then if it happened right then and there, it's like, oh, it happened. We found out. Okay. You know. Maybe but then we'll... like uh, America wouldn't win the race and right, but Russia that's, would. That's true. But that was just, that was an ego thing. We had to beat Russia. That was it. That's <laughs> all it was. It was, it was, that's what it came down to. Propaganda too. We didn't want. What if, what if people started liking Russia more and they. Exactly. Something happened. Yeah. Russia became the next superpower. We what we really should do is work together to do that. But are we ever going to do that? No. Right. Because nationalism. Yeah. I agreed. Yep. All okay. Right. Huh. Next question. Yeah. Uh, so if you personally landed on the moon, what would be the first thing that you would have done? Oh, dude, I know. I would pee. <laughs> <laughs> you would pee. On the moon. Why would you pee on the moon? Dude, okay, imagine the arc. There's less <laughs> gravity, right? Yes. The gravity, would, it's like it's like one-sixth of the gravity on Earth. Uh-huh. So it would go six times as far, I think, if if the math works out like that. Why would you pee on the moon? And then somehow... So I have a, I have a question, though. <laughs> I have a question for you. Logistical question. Okay. So if you're going to pee on the moon, right? That would mean you would need to open your spacesuit. Uh huh. And all the oxygen would go out of your spacesuit. Right. It's worth it. To die? It's, it's so worth it. You would suffocate. No, okay. You would space. suffocate for a minute and then you can close it back up. But what if you can't? Uh, sure you can. Like well, when, what when happens it's if, vacuum inside of your suit. Yeah, but what happens if you open it to do that and you can't get it back? You can get the pee back. Not what back. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get the suit closed again. Oh, oh. Um,. I don't know. We'll like, what if you have what one of those, like, really bad, like, you know, government-issued suits and it just doesn't work, <laughs> you know? I mean, the, dude, it would be worth it. You're, you're already, it would be worth you're it? You're already, like, like, so far from your home 
might as well just finish it there you know <laughs> legend go out as a legend <laughs> I guess seriously you'd be the only man who have ever even dared to pee on the moon like the dog logic you own the planet now you own it you own that part of the planet no you own the whole planet you That's don't own the whole planet you own the planet how you peed on it it's not even a planet it's a moon well when a dog pees on the sidewalk doesn't mean they own the whole earth no but there are multiple dogs on this earth oh so if there's only one dog that peed yeah. the dog would own the earth yeah yeah for dogs if it's like the first dog on the moon <laughs> it would it would own that moon that's that's interesting <laughs> it would be his territory <laughs> Okay. All right, what would you do? Uh, I definitely wouldn't do that. Oh, you're so um, lame. <laughs> yes, I'm so lame. <laughs> um, you know what I probably would do, though, is... Huh. I think I'd do what most people would do, actually, and I would just jump around. Just jump around? Yeah, I would You're enjoy so it. lame. <laughs> you're so lame. <laughs> Why? Because I do something that, like, actually would be fun. I wouldn't just pee on the moon. As you're jumping around, I'll pee on you. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> okay, uh, moving moving on. This is supposed to be a a PG a PG thirteen. Okay, got it. Control it, Parsa. Oh my gosh! All right, next okay. question. Uh, now we're moving on to college. Oof! So, turn. You know. All right, from college to the moon and back. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take this in two parts. So first, we're gonna talk about after DVC. Uh-huh. And then we're going to talk about after university. Okay? Sure. Okay. So the first question is, what are your plans for yourself after college? So after DVC, so essentially right now, forward, <laughs> until like the end of, until when you graduate, like what are you, what are you planning to do? Well, well first, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me like structure this a little bit. Sure. So what, what school are you planning to go to? I know you already said it, but. At Berkeley. Berkeley. That's, that's it. Like UC Berkeley? Yeah, UC Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to major in? Architecture. Okay. Yeah. So what do you... And you're starting... When are you starting? Um, August 21st. Pretty sure. Okay. Are you... Um, what are you... Are you just going to like study there? Or? Yeah. I mean, yeah. are not are you studying? I mean, are you just no, going to take no, classes or are you going to no, do... I'm just going like, to go to Berkeley oh and just like not do anything get out. No, I mean like are you just going to like take classes? Are you planning to like do some clubs or some activities yeah. or some... So like the first two months I'm going to focus on filling my resume with like Berkeley stuff. Like what is Berkeley stuff? Clubs. Um, any... So only two months? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, oh, like you're going to spend two months getting involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you're going to uh, stay involved. Yeah, and okay. then and then uh, involve, get myself involved. Yeah. Fill my resume with all the club names and all the organization names, um, leadership, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. I'd run for something. And then remove everything DVC from my resume because friends told me people in, uh, in Berkeley who were there from freshman year they don't like transfer students, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, removing my DVC name from my resume is sad, but um, it's something I have to do if I want to get into all the elite clubs, I guess you could call them, or any clubs that are exclusive, like PBL. Like PBL in Berkeley, they will not let you in if you're a transfer student or you were in any other PBLs. It's stupid, but it's true. See, so the thing is, though, I, I have a question, actually. So you're trying to remove, like, the clubs and all this stuff so that you have just Berkeley stuff, right? Right. But wouldn't they still know your transfer because your Berkeley coursework would only start junior year? I mean, yeah, they can find out, but if you never mention it, then... Yeah, but a for, for a lot that... of the clubs that, were, that have an application process, you have to submit transcripts because they're going to look at your grades because that it's like an application. It's like for a job, you know? Yeah, no. Grace, I'm just saying, um, you know, that's a that's a, they're gonna be like, oh, mm. they're gonna know your transfer student, you know. Yeah. I think in general, for whatever reason, Berkeley has this huge stigma against transfer students. They do. Where, they do. I have to figure something out. I don't know yeah. yet. I think. I mean. Either. I mean. You just. It's good to try and like meet the people that are in the club, and then they get to know you, and then they're not. You're no longer just like a transfer student. You know, right. you, they actually know you. Right. Right. That's always helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So you're just gonna you know focus on. Getting involved and yeah, and, and study and um, figure out my housing situation. Have you got that figured out? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a roommate, found an apartment, 
all that. Um, now I just have to move in, set everything up, um, figure out how to do that because this is the first time moving out uh, into an apartment with a roommate. So it's going to be interesting. I'll have to see like how that goes and try to, you know, have yeah. it go well at least because, I don't know, with a roommate, if you don't get along from the beginning, then you have a whole semester or a year to deal with them still, you know. That's, that is true. But thankfully, I, my roommate is a friend. Some pun? Yes, Sam. Yeah. Uh, he offered a fellow to, PBL alumni. Right, right. Great guy. He offered to uh, be my roommate, and I was like, hell yeah, you can be my roommate. No one else but you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, I was really happy when he offered it. <laughs> So, yeah, I got lucky. I got lucky. Dude, I was like um, trying to look for roommates, like friend roommates that I already know. Where were you looking? Just um, like your friends or like yeah, were you yeah, looking just, on Facebook? Just, uh, yeah, fa- uh, well, just friends. Okay. And I posted an ad on Facebook, one of those Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, I thought about Sam, but since he was already at Berkeley, this is his second year. Right. And I was like, He's probably he probably is like figured it out already. He probably already has roommates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even bother to ask. And then he messaged me. I was like, "Damn, I was wrong." <laughs> nice. Okay, be my roommate now. Well, that's good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. So, what about you? What uh, how's your Chicago life going <laughs> so far? Uh, well, I will. We'll start, I guess, from like now because this is after DBC. Right. I will be in New York for a month. Hmm. Um, this as f- uh, Friday, this Friday. Where no, next, next, next weekend. Next weekend. Okay. Yeah. So a week ish from now. All right. Um, as part of like a, it's like a pre. It's called PCT, which stands for pre-collegiate training, mm-hmm. and essentially as part of like the veterans program, it helps us like kind of. Like, it kind of helps to prep us for, like, university, you know? Right. It's, like, a helpful thing, and we have to stay in New York, and, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am still not 100% sure on when I'll be moving there, um, because it depends. They have, like, a couple of, like, pre-orientation week programs, and so if we get into one of those, and I would have there early, like, mid-September. If not, then classes don't start till like, October 2nd. You're so lucky. So pretty late. You're yeah, so but I go late. later than you. Yeah. We go to like June 15th. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I already have, um, I have like the apartment set up. I'm I'm actually going to end up having a roommate. Um, but it's one of the other veterans and we're going to split like a two bedroom. So it'll be, oh, so have something to bond be nice. over. Yeah. Like we already know each other. So that's cool too. Oh, wow. Did you meet, meet him in the army? Like, no, I met, you... he's a part of the same, the scholarship program too. Oh, wow. So yeah, I, I met him, so. That's cool. That's awesome. We get along really well, so that'll be nice. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I was. I guess what what I'm getting involved in—that's what we're talking about too. Right. Or plans, yeah. Um, so there, so full time there is only three classes because uh, they're mm-hmm. quarter system, and they have a reputation for having a really intense academic curriculum. Right. Um, so yeah, that's full time. You can take more, um, but I'm I'm kind of I'm pretty like aware of what club specifically I want to get involved in and they have um, it's called Blue Chips mm. and it's like a, like a finance investment business club there on campus it's kind of like they're most well known it's kind of like you know PBL on like the DVC campus except on the U Chicago campus Chicago, right. um, that I'm also considering um, just to kind of stay active of um, they have a crew team it's a club team so anybody can join and mm. you know you know crew is uh, not really, no. You like it's essentially like rowing, like you row a boat. <laughs> but oh, it's like you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. But it's like it's like it's Chicago's like Chicago's famous for it. And well, they're not necessarily famous for it, well, but I mean, it's one of the popular things to do. Kinda. You told me it is. I mean, it's like an it's like an active thing, you know. Right. Anyway, so I'm considering doing that just to stay active. I don't know. I have to see how busy I am because they they practice like super early in the morning, like before class starts. So I'll come row boats with you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sounds fun. Row, row, row your boat, you know? You know? Row, um, row your boat. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also kind of like you trying to get involved in a lot of the Chicago stuff and, like, not because I'm, 
not technically like transferring so it's not mm-hmm. like i have that like because i'll have like you know four yeah four years there so i won't have to worry about like that whole transfer stigma that berkeley gets a lot right and um, i don't think chicago is as bad either is what transfer stigma well they probably not because they don't have because whereas like you know the the entire uc system has tag and like all these people can like essentially transfer in right. after two years it's different going to like a private school because it's not as common to transfer in um and even the transfers a lot of them unless they're coming from another like four-year university are going to start at the beginning anyways because um two-year university credits or two-year college credits not transfer Mm because they're private school and that's how it is there Mm -hmm. so they either way they won't have that like transferring in as a junior kind of thing that a lot of the ucs have Mm. so that's good yeah no it, it is it is but i'm just excited i'm ready to go I'm sure you feel the same, maybe. I don't I'm know. terrified. Are you? Freaking terrified. Are you worried about the, the academic load? or? Oh, that too. Because my sister went that to too. Berkeley as well for architecture. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I saw the workload. It's a lot. It's it's. Uh, she had to pull all-nighters all nights. So she never slept? <laughs> she never slept. All-nighters all nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's unfortunately the way that a lot of community colleges are set up it's like it doesn't necessarily prepare you as well as it probably could i'm sure you might feel the same way yeah um which because in one way it's like they want to help you to transfer and by doing that they don't necessarily challenge you as much as the university will Mm -hmm. and so it's good because you transfer but it's bad because you're not really as prepared as you could be you know right get used to this certain workload and then when you get there you're like oh what is this but thanks to this one teacher i had mr abbott um he was one of those super tough graders um but he was an amazing teacher i had to like pull on nighters all the time uh, in finals week i even i told you this like a bunch of times <laughs> i i slept, slept in, in the car. yeah i slept in the car for three nights straight and uh or was it two nights i don't know three nights uh <laughs> straight way. um yeah so that was tough but i ended up getting the a and it felt super satisfying right and, and I that's feel a, ready for right like, and that's the thing and too that was is good is even though it's challenging it's more realistic to your academic curriculum at berkeley right and also you feel like you said you feel more almost like more of an accomplishment when you have to like really challenge yourself and get an a mm-hmm. you know yeah but it's like, okay. you know, you go from, you know, like DVC or, or whatever community college and then you get to Berkeley and all of a sudden it's like you're expected to essentially do your own like self-studying outside the classroom. They're not going to just say, here, this is what you have to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have all kinds of readings and there's a lot more to it and it's a lot more independent, you know. Yeah. But as you know, community college isn't really like that. And it's just it's a big learning curve, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't think there's like really anything that is done to not that I mean I feel like there should be more of like a similarity. Like sure the like you know the the material itself may be the same to an extent, but the the degree of like difficulty of like using those concepts is different, you know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's like here's this test and it's like really simple questions or here's this test at like you know berkeley or like chicago or wherever where it's like these are the concepts that we learned but now i'm going to give you like a question that Im- that actually requires you to solve a problem based on those concepts you know right and that's Which how is, it's supposed to be how it right. should be and that's why like people like try and study for the test and it comes up and it's not just like you're answering like you know what is uh like nothing from off the textbook basically right like the concepts will be a part of it but it'll ask you a question that doesn't necessarily like it's not so like you know cut and dry it's not like right. what right. is the definition of velocity or something it's right, like right. you know it's like use it but in like chicago or berkeley it's like using this definition of velocity like solve this problem yeah or, something like that or even you know it's just some sort of like it'll give you like a situation and you'll have to use they'll already assume that you know the answer to what is the definition or like what right, it is right. and you'll have to solve something else based on you already knowing that yeah you know? basically yeah. essentially like using critical thinking and not just memorizing mm-hmm. and, and you were talking about how in chicago they have these round um like they sit in a circle 
and they have discussions. Oh yeah, the, the core class. Yeah. Oh, this is this is good. Yeah, all the all the core classes are about. I think it's. I think it varies, but it's about. I'd say on average, like ten to twenty students per class, mm-hmm. and you sit in a big circle. And rather than a teacher just sitting up there and lecturing you about like, well, let's for, let's for example, like philosophy, is one of the core classes. Although there they go into depth, so it's not just like philosophy, like intro to philosophy. It's like you're literally spending an entire quarter studying like Plato, you know, for example, right. or Socrates right. or whatever philosopher. Uh-huh. And so rather than just like again them lecturing you, this is who he is, or this is like, do you know of the like, do you know of any philosophical I took philosophy like two years ago. Okay, well, let's say like so, like Plato. You you know Plato. Yeah. So he has like the Republic, which is one of his well-known texts. Mm -hmm. And so you'll get assigned reading, um, you know, for the class, and you go into the class, and then rather than like sit there and like you know ask people to read from the passage or whatever, you know, the the professor essentially will kind of like lobby a a question about like the text. And then the the group, like the class, will discuss it essentially. Right. And that's and he'll have like kind of questions and he'll kinda of like bring the discussion back on topic if it strays too far. But for the most part, the professor isn't really like talking that much mm-hmm. or lecturing that much. He's, he's kind just of just like Right. He's that's exactly he's right. guiding the discussion. But even then, like if he doesn't have to guide, he's not gonna step in. He's gonna see where the class goes. Mm. And the other thing that's really different too is is completely okay and it like almost encourage like to challenge the professor too if you don't agree with the professor or mm-hmm. what the professor's thought about something it's not like oh he's the professor he knows everything right it's like oh i can challenge that that's how it is that's how it you know mm-hmm. that's okay that's awesome man i wish dvc was like that anytime you say something like hey professor i don't think you're right and the professor's like what did you say yeah and they will and but the thing is too is they won't even they won't even like debate with you they'll just be like oh I'm the professor so I know the answer and yeah you don't. you're wrong you know? which yeah. maybe but not necessarily <laughs> you know right. who's to say that you haven't like self-studied physics for 10 years and like you know more than the professor does you know right right but even and even if you're wrong I think you should still be able to challenge it and not like have it be like oh my god you're like right. challenging don't authority like, or like it. you know right, yeah right. like if he knows it he should be able to debate back with you and then you're like oh that's why okay cool like move on, you know. Yeah, that's the intellectual discourse, you know. That's right. But not everywhere is like that. It's it's very different, and obviously, having been at DVC, it's going to be a learning curve. I'm like, oh, this is different, but I'm excited because mm-hmm. it's it sounds really interesting. It'll be new yeah. and better. Yeah, and you can you can come visit. You can throw in some lectures, you know, or yeah, throw in yeah. not some lectures, throw in some some debates. Yeah, I'll just throw a lecture <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah, you know, you just U- come at U Chicago. You just come and lecture some architecture, you know. <laughs> Okay, so um, I think we kind of end up talking about two of these, but we'll end with um, any tips or advice for young adults who have no clue of what direction they want to go in after college. Is that correct, Andrew? Yes. Or just in general, like. In general, actually. Okay. Oh, also, um, really quickly, we didn't before we get into that. We didn't talk about what we wanted to do after university. Right. 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 So, what are your what was your plan? All right, I'll go first. Um, My plan is to probably uh, find a job, uh, either internship or a job at a construction company for uh-huh. like two years or a year at, um, at least. Yeah. Uh, just for the experience. And then I'll go work with my dad. He has a, he, he's in a construction company and um, he does his projects and I can take some of those projects and do them myself. Uh, overall, like take over his company and it's a small company um yeah and and he what he does is he designs uh and he he constructs it like he hires the workers he does contracting he does a to z basically he does everything um he hires all these subcontractors to do these jobs he brings them together and yeah one day i'm trying to reach that um really hard to reach though and to reach it I, I still need to uh, get to a lot of other smaller goals like yeah. getting my contractor's license that's pretty hard itself um, or a real estate license so one day I could uh, buy land build a building in it and sell it that one's easier but still I have to uh, do it and 
Yeah, there's a lot of steps. Um, but my end goal is that to have my own company, um, preferably my dad's. Um, if he ever stop, wants to stop working um, or just start my own. Um, and then be able to build a building and sell it or keep it or rent it out. That's like my end goal. That's about it. Pretty cool. Thanks. You'll get there. Uh, I hope. We're all we're all confident. We're all here for each other too. That too. Yeah. There you go. So, what's your goal that I'll be supporting you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my 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 thought process or my my ideas change a lot because I'm I'm interested in a lot of different academic pursuits and career mm-hmm. pursuits and everything's kind of has some interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good thing. Yeah, actually. yeah. But you know, and I'm and at Chicago, I'll be majoring in economics, and then I'm doing a, I'm doing a double major. I'm still kind of debating on the second one. I'm currently on statistics, but I'm also really interested in like physics and astrophysics and mm-hmm. computer science. So I might do that. Who knows? <laughs> um, but my my current goal, and it's kind of been the goal for the last year or two, it hasn't really changed that much. Um, is to after graduate well well I'm still in school actually is to apply for um, a few of the different deferred enrollment programs for uh, business school mm-hmm. so for an MBA so like um, the business school at U Chicago has it um, Harvard has it I think um, a few of the other schools have it so like I would apply my senior year and if you get accepted you essentially you go work for two years and then you come back to business school for two years and then you graduate and then you have an MBA. Um, so that's what I'm looking at doing. And then in those two years or three years, because you can usually do, you can usually defer it so that you would work, you have to work at a minimum two years, but you can go up to four years usually and then you can start your MBA. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but I'm looking more at like the two year mark um, and preferably in that two years, I would want to do like investment banking mm-hmm. um, in New York because I really want to go to New York and that's, really where finance is really big yeah um and then you know the very typical route i want to do that and then business school and then i would want to um, most likely transfer into private equity um which i'm not sure if you're too familiar with i'm not so it's essentially a a simplified version is it's essentially like a way of investing where rather than investing in like a stock they're buying a company and then selling it later for like a profit. Oh, yeah. Then there's different ways that they do that. And there's more like, you know, nuances to it, but that's a simplified idea of what what it is. Um, And I find it very interesting. And and usually like people go from like investment banking to private equity. It's the the easiest way of getting to private equity. The other way is like consulting. So like um, what Professor Shi used to do, like that kind of thing. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Um, that's where I'm at right now, but I'm also like, part of me is also like, wow, it'd be really cool to like do physics and work on quantum mechanics and particle accelerator and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good that you have the freedom. Yeah. So who, who really knows? Or I could just be like a pure economist <laughs> and teach economics at Booth or somewhere. I don't know, right. but it's all really interesting. And, and right. luckily for me having that four years, I can really like, you know, choose not choose but like an experiment i can take mm-hmm. you know these classes and maybe i'll take physics and i'll be like nope i don't like those you know <laughs> like i've always been really interested in economics and business and all that stuff so that's good and you know so it's, a, it's also a way to kind of like test that like take more classes and be like oh i should re- i really do like this it's really interesting right you know because i'm all about like and it goes along with the university but like learning for the sake of learning not just like going to school as a as a means to an end but like going right, right to actually learn you know yeah, and take yeah. advantage of the opportunity well that's great yeah well, I do that too um, like whenever I get bored I just go and study and what learn. I want to study <laughs> yeah and it's so and, and you and it's good. I don't know if you're the same as me but like when you truly are interested in the topic it's so much easier to you retain the more. knowledge right because yeah. you're actually focused and interested yeah exactly like if I take a class that I'm super interested in I don't have to study anywhere near as much because I'm like paying attention the whole time <laughs> whereas if it's like a class I don't really want to take I'm just like uh, like you zone out you know yeah Start thinking about Definitely. like lunch or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially lunch. Yeah, lunch. <laughs> okay. What was that? Yeah. 13 more minutes. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, no, I was going to say, like, um, actually, no, never mind. I'll leave that for later. Okay. 
Um, okay, so now we're going to go back to what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips or advice for young adults who have no clue of what direction they want to go in? So after college. So like, you know, let's say you're in college even and you don't really know um, where you want to go after. Like what are some tips, you know, even before college? Like you're going to college and maybe you chose a major because your friend recommended it or your parents want you to be a doctor. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. It's like, but you're not really 100% sure. Like what, what advice do you have, you know? I guess like you were saying, Either just try new things mm-hmm. until you like one of them and you can see yourself doing like that career for the rest of your life and you actually enjoy it. Or uh, And like alongside with that, listen to other people's advice and their experiences, what they think, mm-hmm. what you could use from that. Um, I think that's going to boost your kind of boost you in a, in, a, in, in a lot of ways to get to okay. your goals. and Yeah. What do you think? Um, I would say I'm a bit more, like, pragmatic about it. I know that there's this, like, especially nowadays, there's this thing about, like, choosing, like, working in something that you're, you're like, super passionate or it's super fun for it, you. It helps. But you also have to be realistic about right. it. Right. But the way that I would kind of, kind of word it, and this is from, like, what I've, what I've listened to other, you know, speakers and, and people say is not, it's good to, you know, choose what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But even like you can also like look at it as like find what you're what you're really good at or what you're really best at Mm -hmm. and choose that because you're naturally going to like you're going to enjoy being good at something. You know, if you're doing a career and you're really good at it and you're getting like accolades and recognition and like you're known as being like at the top of your field, Mm -hmm. that's going to make you feel good. That's recognition, you know. So it's like there's that path, too. And then that will lead to you being passionate about it because you're like, wow, I really enjoy this. You know, let me, it'll add to that. So it's like, there's that too, you know? That's a good point. Right. Whereas if you choose, like I could go, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really passionate about this, but let's say I'm like really passionate about painting, Mm -hmm. but I cannot paint at all. Mm -hmm. It's not going to really like, that's cool, but like, it's not going to lead me to like a fruitful, successful career, Right. you know? But if I choose, like, if I am good at, uh, I don't know, physics we'll go back to physics if i'm good at physics and i choose to do that and i start to get success in it and i start to like you know maybe like a nobel prize i don't know we'll say you know who knows right but like that's gonna make me feel good about it and and you know you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um, so i think it's like a different approach to kind of the same thing mm-hmm. but when i mean when it really comes down to it it's like that recognition is gonna make you feel good and outside like but most of what your your satisfaction should be from not necessarily from your career anyways it should be more from like the people you surround yourself with because mm-hmm. careers are going to change jobs are going to change money's going to come and go but like if you surround yourself with good people like they're pretty much going to always be there you know right but yeah it, it's kind of complicated though because um I, it, there's a lot of variables that go into it like uh like what's uh, i guess what's on the market no but what what jobs are are more I guess you can survive in more uh, like factory workers mm-hmm. just don't exist anymore that much like the typical really. factory workers so like um, you have to think what's gonna be a good job to have in like 10 years right probably not a job that does like basically what an AI can do or a computer can do or t- can take over easily anything with a lot of numbers basically or you know those types of things so you have to think about that and then you have to think about what you like so like no matter how good you are at something if you hate it then eventually you're not gonna even want to try anymore and then you're good at it but you don't want to do it as much so that's that so like um i guess it's your point I, i like your point um but i guess it's a bonus if you are good at it and you also like it maybe not like but that's the thing should should we it, should we be trying to get so much happiness quote unquote, you know per se from our job and also people get happiness from different places and it's subjective it is, um, it is but I guess for us we're just talking about it for us yeah um, i mean it's also if you look at it like humans are not even like biologically designed to be happy you know right 
we we have grown accustomed to like wanting to be happy but like when it comes down to it we're just designed to to keep wanting more to reproduce well that too uh, yeah. <laughs> but to reproduce yeah. and and you know we i mean we talked about this the other day you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's still it's like if you you know you should be able to gain satisfaction in your life regardless of necessarily like like your career shouldn't define your entire life you know uh-huh. you shouldn't have to be happy in your job to be happy in your life you right. should be happy in your life and thus you can find the happiness in your job regardless because you know it's just a job mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean you do have to spend a lot of time there so there is something to be said for like enjoying it or at least not hating it mm-hmm. but i mean for the most part i if you're choosing something, as long as you're not solely just like, oh, I want to choose a job because I'm going to make lots of money, mm-hmm. then for the most part, I feel you could still find some en- enjoyment in it as long as, like, you're either good at it or you're just passionate about it. Which, if you can choose... If you can, like, be successful in what you're passionate about, like, that's great. Like, that's that's awesome. Like, mm. that's... But that's... Gold that's not but rare. Exactly. It's it's very rare. And also, there are people, and I've and I've heard this before, where... They choose to follow what they're passionate about, and they they get success in it. But then their passion no longer is a passion; it becomes a job. Yeah, a chore. Right, and right. so it's and then they start to like it, treat it more of as a job rather than they're just like enjoying it. You know, like with mm-hmm. music or sports or like things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, because then it becomes a business rather than them just enjoying whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So. So I guess like having fun with it and not thinking of it as a job, but more of a lifestyle. If you can, but for most people, it just starts yeah, to become really the point hard. where it's like, this is what I have to do to make money to live, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can't just like say whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that That's your livelihood, you know? So yeah, yeah. I guess, and it all depends. Everyone has different ideas of what satisfies them and makes them happy. And it's all, I'm not, I'm not trying to say one way is better than the other but it's like you know whatever works for you if like if for you you want to choose something that you truly enjoy and are passionate about and then for me it's like I'm going to choose something maybe I'm good at maybe I'm not good at I don't know you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but either way like neither of us is necessarily wrong as long as we're fulfilling our own idea of what you know we want our life to be I guess something that's very general that can help just about anyone yeah is surround yourself with good friends and ask for help yeah a lot of people don't ask for help yeah uh, do not think that you know where you're going that you know everything because as smart as some of you are and as smart as I thought I was I still needed help from my friends and getting to where I want to go friends can really help you Okay, so we have uh, about four minutes left, right? Well, three. Three minutes. Is there any last uh, last things that you want to add? Um, anything? Anything. Hmm. Closing remarks? Yeah, I A would joke? still pee on the moon, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> After all this, you would still pee on the moon. Yeah, no, you can't change I'm, my mind. I'm so glad to Cannot hear that. Change my That's mind. great. <laughs> I will, I maybe you should go and become an astronaut so you can do that. <laughs> Except on you know Mars. what? That's my new goal now. There you go. You can become an astronaut. There's yeah. like, mm, well, there's only like two ways I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an astronaut. Uh, Sneak person. on a rocket. Yeah, you. It's about the only way they're gonna get me up there. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Why should people click on this podcast? Why Whoa. should people click this specific podcast or the entire Andrew Pahez podcast? You know how much helpful tips we just gave? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> they should click on it because we, two people, are just two other perspectives that people can use to see the world a little differently. That was, uh, that was a really good answer. Wow. Thank you. I don't even know what to say. I've been practicing all night. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true, though. Uh, it's always good to see see something in someone else's perspective because it gives you a lot of um, the ability to look at yourself and, like, realize that, again, as I mentioned, like, multiple times now, mm-hmm. no one's perspective is necessarily more right than someone else's. It's just different, you know? Right. Like what you the... think... And, what, and what, what you think someone might have never thought of before... But once they hear you think about it, 
then they're like, oh, wow, that really clicks for me. Like, yeah. I understand that. Like, yeah. that helps me so much. And you don't even realize it because you're just like being yourself and someone else is like, wow, that's so cool. Andrew calls it a paradigm shift. I remember that. Par- <laughs> paradigm shift. Google it. It's pretty cool. All right. All but, right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. This, we'll uh, see you guys later. This is us high fiving. You might be able to hear it. That okay. was horrible. Whatever. You missed. All right. Peace out. Bye.